Welcome to Getaway Car, the podcast hosted by two sisters discussing all the amazing places we've been lucky enough to travel. I'm Beanie. And I'm Katie. Join us each week as we break down each stop on the road trips we've taken. We'll tell you about all our favorite places, funny stories, mistakes we made, and everything that happens on one of our road trips. We'll make recommendations and ask for yours. Join us in the Getaway Car. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Getaway Car. In this week's episode, we are picking up where we left off in Napa Valley. Yeah. We just left wine country. And we decided we'd had our fill of wine for the afternoon. Yes. And we had some time to kill, so we decided to check out some of the state parks that are in that area. Yeah, I think we were running ahead of schedule, weren't we? We were like, we need to kill some time before our next plan stops. Yeah. So we decided to be a little improvisational, Mm -hmm. impulsive. Check out the state parks around us. Um, So we went to Clear Lake State Park, which was pretty close to Napa Valley. Mm Mm-hmm. So Clear Lake State Park was adorable. Yeah. We again had beautiful weather. Well, in some of the smaller state parks, they don't get a lot of attention. But the next couple parks that we went to are actually some of my favorite ones from this trip. Yeah. So Clear Lake is small and still really cute. So we just went there. They have camping cabins and tent sites and stuff. Mm -hmm. They've got like a bridge over this little like river and they've got a dock that I guess you can put small boats in the water or kayaks or whatever. And we did not stay there for the night, but we just went there for the afternoon because it was gorgeous outside. And like we said, we were just all about spending time outside. Yeah. It was a nice place to just kind of walk around, chill out. So we ended up going down by the water and finding a picnic table and just hanging out reading books for a couple hours yeah it was a nice break we've talked about that before of just taking taking a break from road trip plans and just having some me time yeah if we lived around there i could definitely see like going there to camp i do remember there were a lot of mosquitoes near the bridge though remember yeah super buggy just that one section of the park yeah because once we left because we were worried when we got there we were like oh i don't know if i want to stay here if there's a ton of bugs but once we got over the bridge it was absolutely fine yeah so if you if you get there just push through if, if it's like it was when we were there, it does get better. Get some bugs on the other side. It'll be fine. Because, yeah, I do remember being really worried. And there were some people fishing off the bridge, and I was like, how can you? Yeah. Like, it was <laughs> so buggy. How there? can you stand to be here? Yeah. But then but it's after really that, it beautiful. was fine. Yeah. They do have this one random sculpture of a whale skeleton. I don't know if it's a real skeleton or if it's a like replica of one. Mm. But I thought that was kind of fun thing. Yeah, it reminds me of the, the gigantic dinosaur skeleton in Jurassic Park that they end up hanging off of when the dinosaur's chasing them. Yeah. It's kind of what it looks like. So, <laughs> it's clearly yeah. not a dinosaur. Yeah, if you've ever seen a whale skeleton, they're very strange looking yeah. creatures without any flesh on them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Their bones don't look as harmless as the animal itself does, I guess. No, they do look a little scarier. Yeah. They've a got little some, more predatory. Yeah, they've got some pretty impressive jaws. So, like, looking at the skeleton, you might think it was a little scarier than it is. Yeah. We killed some time there. We enjoyed our books and our reading and, you know, swapped books around at that point because I think we'd gone through like, our individual piles yeah. and we had started reading each other's as we We're both we very fast readers, so we tend to go through books pretty quickly. Yeah. We went to our next state park. This one was actually a planned stop. So McCarriter State Park in California. And this one was planned specifically because we'd heard about the Sea Glass Beach. Mm -hmm. If you've ever Googled it or seen it on Pinterest or Instagram or anywhere like that, it's supposed to be this little beach on the coast of California that I guess used to be adjacent to like some kind of garbage dump or construction site dump. Yeah, I remember you telling me that story that it was like some company that used to dump all of their glassware into the water. Yeah. all washes up here 
And so like over the years, all of the glass that used to be like all these bottles and windows and all kinds of crazy things mm -hmm. turned into sea glass and it all kind of collected in this one spot. And so if you look at some of the pictures online, you'll see this massive stretch of beach that's just like instead of where the sand would be is just all sea glass. Yeah, like and a it, rainbow of sea glass because yeah. it was all different types of products that were made of glass that all ended up crushed and ended up on this beach. Yeah, and so in the pictures, it just looks so stunningly gorgeous. We were like, we have to see that. That looks amazing. Yeah, it's so colorful and unusual. And yeah, it's just a, a sight to behold. So we were like, we got to, we got to go see that. So that's why we went to this park to begin with. Mm -hmm. And then we got there and we fell in love with this park before we even got to Sea Glass Beach. Yeah, it's the whole park so is beautiful. Beautiful. I don't know if we ever would have thought to stop there because like we haven't really done a lot of state parks to yeah. be honest. So we've mostly focused on national parks and this was a really good example of sometimes the state parks hold up just mm -hmm. as well as the national parks do. Yeah, it was definitely um, worth a stop. So we got there and it's on the coast. So it's it has this massive beach that was completely deserted. Yeah. Absolutely we had it to gorgeous. And so it's got like the rocky bluffs and then it's got these smooth sandy parts of it mm -hmm. and there's either seals or sea lions i don't know the difference yeah i know I there is a difference but i don't know which sea ones lions. these are but that's um, a guess <laughs> we'll post a picture that we took of one and yeah. you guys can vote you can tell me <laughs> tell us what it is but so we like climbed around on all the rocks and we explored and we played in the waves and we walked along the beach and we took all these beautiful pictures yeah and it was just absolutely gorgeous and amazing we have like a video of the waves crashing and it was just so cool yeah the water is so so blue and we just kind of took off our shoes and wandered along the beach i think we were just kind of like chatting having a relaxing time it was so lovely and it's a beautiful beach yeah and so then we spent a bunch of time on the beach and just wandering around and taking photos and then they have this whole other section of the park that like still runs along the beach but is up a little higher on the bluffs and so this part of the park is grassy and beautiful and has all these trees growing and they have these wooden boardwalks that crisscross across it. And so you can go through that whole section of the park is like handicap accessible and yeah. you know, has all these ramps and everything and it's just really well done. And there's these little overlooks that you can walk out to to look over the water. Yeah absolutely beautiful mm -hmm. they actually have a couple like sets of stairs too that go down to the beach from various points of this boardwalk but you can still see a good chunk of the park from the bluffs up top yeah which is really cool we made friends with a little like squirrel prairie dog looking guy yeah i think it's a prairie dog i think it's a prairie dog only because he looks like a squirrel but i don't see the tail yeah but he was adorable he popped up several times in our photos yeah he posed for photos <laughs> like, very well photo bombed one of our photos <laughs> oh actually maybe he does have a tail maybe it is a squirrel He's doing the little prairie dog stance, oh, though. Oh, yeah, maybe. Maybe we'll post this one and you can That's see if you can spot him photobombing. Yeah, photobombed it, yeah. He, he pops up in a whole bunch of our pictures, apparently. Now yeah. that I'm looking, he's in, like, all of them. I think we took a bunch of pictures not realizing he was there. And then once we realized, we took photos specifically of him. Yeah. But it is very uh, funny. He's just hanging out. Yeah, he was our little buddy for the day. Yeah. And so, like, we, we just kept wandering through in part of the park that's really marshy. And so this boardwalk overlook goes right over it. And you can see out across this whole open expanse, which is really nice. Yeah. So it was just a really, really cool mix of things in such a small area. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. It's, it's such an interesting park. Rocky kind of cliff stuff. And then you get beach. And then you get this rolling grassy hills with trees. You get this boardwalk. Every type of environment you would want is all in this one state park. So it's right. very cool and definitely worth it. 
And then it was just really interesting. Like we had most of the park to ourselves, but then we were sitting on this bench at one point right where the beach park connects to the rest of it. Mm -hmm. And we saw all these people going by with all of these plastic bags full of stuff. And we're like <laughs> trying to listen in because they just looked so odd and they have this weird equipment with them. Figured out that these people are there like hunting sea urchins. Yeah. Which is such a weirdly specific thing to be going after, but apparently they're common this uh, park yeah, or must be i don't i don't know anything about sea urchins no but it, idea. it does kind of i mean we've had this experience before where if you're in a national park and there's a group of people who look like they're plotting something you probably want to go over and at least listen in and see what's going on because you might right. learn something because we know like sea urchins who knew yeah of all things and like i don't know if they were like there legally illegally like i don't know anything I about sea urchins but no, yeah apparently I there are laws about sea urchins there were people there and they were taking them and so, yeah, it was just very weird, weird yeah. experience. But yeah, so we explored the rest of the park after the sea urchin people went away. <laughs> and so we're looking for this sea glass beach. And so I'd read a couple places. Oh, it's very hard to find. It's not marked. I don't know if it used to be marked and they took it all down. I'm not sure. But like, I think they must have because if you look online, it looks like a thing that would be so popular. like they would stand out so much. Right. And so. And, but like multiple posts that I've seen about it were like, no, it's not marked in Yeah, any way. it's hard to find. You have to know so exactly like, okay, where it is. All right, that, that's a little odd. It's like the island in parts of the Caribbean. It can only be found by people who know where it is. Right. We're wandering around and we've gone on through like all of these trails and we've gone down to the beach in a bunch of sections and we're like, we can't find it. Maybe it's just not here. Maybe it's gone. Maybe it doesn't exist anymore. Maybe we're, maybe the tides are wrong or something. Yeah. We're like, about to give up. Maybe we're in the wrong area of the park. And we see this couple coming towards us and they had come up from this hidden side path that we had like walked by and barely noticed. Mm -hmm. And they walked by us on the path and they were talking about the sea glass beach. Something like, oh, I'm so glad we found it. So we went over to the little side path where they had come up and decided to explore that and just see, like, yeah. you know, okay, Let's one, one last ditch effort. Let's yeah. see. So we climbed down and it was mostly fenced off. It was this little hole in the fencing. So we climbed down. Yeah, it looks kind of like you're not supposed to go down there, but clearly people do. So, yeah. and there were no signs to say that you shouldn't. Yeah. But so I climbed down. It's this little teeny like winding path. And so I get all the way down to the beach and it's this little tiny strip of beach between these two big rocky outcroppings. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you can see why it's hard to find because yeah. it is surrounded by this kind of walled cliffs. Yeah. And so walk up to it and I'm like, Oh my god this is it and it was a little jarring because it doesn't look anything like the pictures if yeah. you kneel down and you pick up a handful of the sand there is a fair amount of sea glass mixed in but it's not the way it looks in the pictures it's definitely been like picked over mm -hmm. for years and years and years and so we did some research after the fact and apparently it's been such a problem with people going there and stealing the sea glass that that's that is a known thing with this beach is that people keep turning up there to steal the sea glass and there's almost none of it left yeah they take all the speaking. like prettiest colors so if you actually go there now it's mostly like browns and greens they're all mixed in with the sand and they're much harder to see from a distance which makes sense that you can't it's harder to find now yeah but it definitely doesn't look like the pictures anymore no where that it's just the expanse of nothing but sea glass it definitely does not look like that yeah and maybe it's different at different times of day maybe we were there at the wrong point for the tides to be just right or whatever the case may be but we're fairly certain we found the right place because it was a, a fairly high proportion of sea glass but it has definitely been like decimated by tourists yeah which was really sad to see so i am glad that we went there because i would have dreamed about it forever otherwise. yeah exactly but if you're going there to see the sea glass it 
you'll probably be disappointed. Yeah, just enjoy the park for what it is and consider the Seaglass Beach part of the experience of the park. Don't yeah, go no, there the park was definitely the... worth it and I do recommend going to the park. And honestly, it's been a couple of years since we've been there. I don't know if there's any Seaglass left at this point. Yeah, I might have taken whatever was left too. Yeah, so... Well, they said that people used to go and take bags of stuff out. It wasn't just like a few people taking pieces over time. It was people would go and take yeah, large like, quantities. People like use it for like crafts and stuff. It was it was disappointing. A little yeah. Bit. But the rest of the park was really, really beautiful and made up for it, thankfully. So it wasn't a wasted stop. Yeah. And one of my favorites. Yeah. Like of all the parks we've ever been to, it's up there. We really enjoyed it. Yeah. The national parks, they have, they have a phrase that, or I guess it's the Boy Scouts, the leave no trace. Like you should national parks use that too. Yeah. Just like, you know, don't, don't take stuff out of the park. Don't bring stuff into the park. If you pack it in, pack it out, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Don't take stuff because you're going to ruin the experience for someone after you. Right. And this is a really good example of. Yeah. You think it's just a handful of sea glass, but if everyone takes a handful of sea glass, there won't be any left. But we highly recommend McCarriture State Park and Clear Lake State Park because they were really beautiful. So we left McCarriture and we went to our third state park of the day. Mm hmm. And that one is Redwoods, which is also a national park. And I didn't yes. realize until we got there that Redwoods National Park is also Redwoods State Park. Yeah, I don't I don't um, think I realized it was both until we started seeing signs. I was oh, okay. And I don't know how like how they manage that, if like it's the same park managed by two different groups or if it like parts of it are national and parts of it are state. Yeah, I don't know. Unsure how that works. But it is also a state park, so there's a fun fact for you. Yeah. So Redwoods is not in our Thousand Places book, which is Surprising. Surprising. Yeah. Uh, I kind of expected that it would be. It's been one of the ones that I've wanted to go to since I was tiny. Yeah. It's I like as soon as you know that Redwoods exist, you're like, well, I have to see them. Right. I think it was, I don't know if I've, you've probably seen this image too. There was an image that we were shown probably when we were like kids that there was a tree that they carved out the center of so that they could put roads through it because yep. the, taking the tree down would have been more work than carving out the center of it to allow a road yeah. through. And the idea of a tree being that big. To that fit they a needed, car through the middle and still survive. Yeah. Yeah. It would just seemed insane to me. So I think ever since then, I think it would just been like, well, I, I want to see those trees. They must right. be huge. They must be enormous. Yeah. And, and they I, are I can't enormous. Remember, I can't remember if that tree is in Redwoods or if that one's in Sequoia. It might be. I'm not um, sure. I can't remember. But we did see some really ginormous, amazing, humongous trees. Yeah. Redwoods was incredible. Redwoods was a little scary. <laughs> our entrance to redwoods was a little scary which we'll tell that story in a second but the park itself is incredible and beautiful and we have nothing against it yeah so we'd heard before we went that that section of the country the gps is not the most reliable your cell service and internet connections are not going to be great yeah we're in the wilderness to yeah. be like we're not going to go anywhere super dangerous so it'll be fine so we were like oh we'll just drive towards you know our campsite which is you know within the park and We'll be fine. We'll just wander around until we find it. How hard can it be? Mm -hmm. um, well, we apparently took a detour where the road split off from the highway much earlier than we thought. Yeah, we and I think there were signs for camping on one of the roads and not on the other. Yeah. And since we were looking for our campsite, we thought that that must have. Yeah. Turns out it wasn't. Yeah. So we're driving down this road and we're in our little rental car. We do not have an SUV. We do not have a truck. We're in our little baby car and we're following the signs for the camping and the road just keeps getting worse mm -hmm. and worse and worse. And so it starts off paved and it goes to gravel and then the gravel just disappears and mm -hmm. then it's just mud and dirt. Yeah, it goes from potholes to off-roading very quickly. Yeah. 
And so we're driving down this road and it's so narrow and it's surrounded by trees on both sides. Getting dark. Mm -hmm. We can't really see anything. There's no streetlights. We're in the middle of the woods. We can't, we haven't seen another car for miles. Yeah, we haven't seen any other And maybe hours at this point. Like we we were just driving for what felt like forever Mm -hmm. down this road. It was not wide enough for us to turn around at any point. Yeah, because at several points we were like, we should turn around. And we were like, as soon as we get to a point where there's enough room to turn around, we will. But there was just no opportunity to do that for a very long time. So we just kept driving, like creeping along, trying not to murder our car mm-hmm. we were talking about suicide forest in japan i think you were telling yeah. me about it i don't remember what the history of that is Do you uh, i don't remember the history i should have looked it up because we, we were talking about it but when we were in this forest we just got one of those creepy kind of horror movie vibes and that made me think of there's this forest in japan and i can't remember why basically this forest has become a place where people go to commit suicide it has an unprecedented number of suicides there every year and it's also a very easy place for people to get lost and so people end up wandering around trying to get onto a path or something and they get lost and they'll find dead bodies hanging from trees and things so So it's this horrifying creepy forest and that's what i was thinking of when we were driving through that's definitely the vibe we got we didn't find any dead bodies thankfully (laughs) but it was very definitely like something's going to creep out from the trees and just murder us yeah i wouldn't have been surprised to see like sasquatch yeah it just makes on my favorite murder, they say, stay out of the forest. <laughs> That's exactly Stay out of this forest. Stay out of the forest. It's just not a good time. Yeah. So we're driving down this road very carefully, very slowly for what feels like hours. And then finally, we emerge. The road like comes out onto the beach, like right as the sun is setting. And we're like, oh, God, thank God. Like we made it through. We made it through. There is sunlight. There are other people in the world because we finally like got to the beach and like, there are campsites on the beach. And okay, this is the point of the road like mm-hmm. to get to these campsites. It all makes sense now. Unfortunately, the campsites that we found were not our campsite. Yeah, which led to the fortunate conclusion that we had to turn around and go back. Yes. <laughs> but we did uh, at least acknowledge that there were other humans in the world. So that helped a lot. Found a place to turn the car around and managed to get back onto the crazy, awful, bumpy, potholy road and emerge back out the other end. And then from there, we were able to get back on the highway and go to the next turn, which is the one we should have taken. Yes. For our actual which campground. Which led us to our real campground. Yeah. So we made it and we camped for the night mm-hmm. uneventfully, thankfully. And then we got to explore Redwoods the way it should be explored. <laughs> yes. In the daylight. In with the, daylight. the sunshine. Yes. Gorgeous. It's stunning. That's actually one of the things I remember most about it is the light in there is so beautiful because you get the sunlight filtering down through all these green leaves and the red of the wood and it's so so beautiful yeah everything is so saturated yeah very lush and very like the greens are so densely green and the wood of the trees is so it's like this rich dark red and then yeah everything is very green and there's like moss everywhere and there's everything around you is very clearly alive and it's beautiful yeah we camped towards the bottom southern end of the park. There's one main road just called Newton B. Drury Parkway that okay. goes right through the center of the park. 
So we just started there and headed north and we actually remembered to mark on the map which trails we did, which was great. Yeah, I don't know when it occurred to us that that was a good idea, but we highly recommend that because that was so helpful in putting together which trails we did and, and what we did in what order. We just literally put a star next to the trails we walked down that day. Yeah. Very helpful. This map that we picked up, it says Prairie Creek Redwood State Park, has like a map of the park and then the different campsites and the amenities that they offer. And it also has a list of all the trails, the mileage for all the trails, and the difficulty, which was really, really helpful. Yes, absolutely. So from south to north, we did quite a few trails. We did the Elk Prairie Trail, or Mm -hmm. a section of it, because it says it's 1.3 miles, and I don't think we did the full 1.3, although we may have. We might have. We did Corkscrew Tree Trail. That was cool. We have pictures of that that I definitely remember. That one's tiny, like really, really short, 0.1 miles. But um, worth it because the tree is so it. cool. It is. It's really, really cool. So they, it's just this massively weird, twisted looking tree. Yeah. And it was really cool. It's so, an icon. It is. And it's like got its own little trail named after it. Yeah. Let's see what else You're we right do. though. It's 10 steps. It's so short, but it's so beautiful. It's like, you call that a trail kind of thing. But... <laughs> you get there and you're like, oh, oh, we're here already. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was it. Okay. Mm-hmm. We did the Mormon Pond Trail, which is another little baby short one, 0.3 miles. And we did the Hope Creek Trail. We didn't do the whole one of, of that because that, that says it's almost four miles. And we definitely didn't do that much. No. Um, but we probably went a little way down it and then turned around. Yeah. Oh, and we also did Cathedral Trees Trail and Circle Trail as yes. well. We did a lot of trails. Yeah. But the, the nice thing about this park is a lot of them are really easy. I would say half of the trails on this list are marked easy or very easy. Yeah. And then like another quarter are moderate. Like it's, there's very few on here that are marked as strenuous. It's a good park to explore and do as much or as little as you feel like doing because yeah. they're all beautiful. The, our favorite trail at the end there, the APA interpretive trail. We decided we had to interpretive dance yeah. down the length of the trail. I think I, it was one of the, those moments that I was like, you're definitely my sister. Because I think as you started walking down the trail, I was like, it's the interpretive trail. You have to interpretive dance. And you immediately started dancing. I did. You didn't question it. You didn't argue. You were like, you're correct. That's how we should do this. Those are the rules. Yes. <laughs> the rules of the interpretive trail. So we highly recommend if you have, if you walk down the APA interpretive trail, you should interpretive dance down the trail. And name your dance. Yes. And post it in the comments. Do you want to tell them the name of your dance? I named mine the bumblebee. <laughs> I don't remember why. I don't but it was sweet. Yes. <laughs> I should definitely quit my day job and do that full time. You should patent it. So that was Redwoods. Yeah. And I was so glad to check that one off my list. Yeah, I loved, loved Redwoods. And we got so many beautiful pictures. Like the light was stunning and we got some beautiful pictures out of it. I can't wait to post them because they're so good. Yeah, Mistakes were made. Not having a map to our actual campsite. Yeah. Um, I would not really want to do that particular leg of the trip again. That little dirt road was not my favorite driving experience. Yeah, maybe picking up a state map of whatever state you're driving through. Yeah is not a bad idea. Once we got to the campsite, we picked up the map that they had there, but that was not very helpful when we were looking for the campsite. Yeah, so maybe have a state map for whatever state you're traveling in. Might be just as a a guide, a reference. Yeah, Yeah, that's the only one I can think of, how about you? Um, I would say also if you're planning on doing any kind of intensive like off-roading or camping or anything like that, Maybe don't pick a little car like we did. Yeah. Maybe plan on an SUV or a truck or something with higher clearance. Also, I wouldn't recommend off-roading at night. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. Ours was unintentional, but it wasn't wasn't fun. So, yeah. All right. So a bunch of mistakes for that episode. Yeah, yeah. But we survived all as well. So make sure you come back and join us for next week. We'll be talking about another couple stops that we made. Mm -hmm. And until next time, enjoy your ride in the getaway car. Bye. Bye.